Hey everyone, welcome back to Bettsburg's Golf for this week's Cadence Bank Houston Open. Joined as always by my friend Andy Molitor. Andy, uh, finding ways to grind the NFL, finding ways to grind college hoops, and still here to give you golf winners. How are we doing, my friend? Good. Yeah, it's been uh, ever since the outright we hit in the swing season. It's been a little. It's been tough going, and I feel awful because I. Th- feel like we both talked about Russell Henley last week and we both bet Russell Henley several times over the course of the last year. And that oh, one yeah. stung. I went and checked. I had him just, he was like, I don't ever want to be like the guy that won the tournament was the first guy off my card. It, it was close enough. Like he was the first or second guy off my card. It just, the number wasn't quite big enough. I think is, <clears throat> or just, I'd had enough guys, but he was, High enough in my numbers where I'm pissed about it. So, such is life. That's betting. Get over it. Go live bet some Senate races tonight. Yeah, <laughs> For, yeah. NFL too. So we those videos, Ryan, and just kind of peek behind the curtain. We do some advertising and we we make some content for you know some of the sponsors. And uh, three times now, I've made a a TikTok on a game I didn't really want to bet for profit exchange just to kind of help uh, make people aware of the exchange out there in New Jersey. I'm three and oh on those. Hmm. Like, and they're always games. It's like, I don't want to bet this game. Yeah, and just then, forced into well, it I'm like, and then I'm like, the well, I'm not, if I'm going to make a piece of content, I'm not just going to fucking come up with some garbage and say, I would bet the saints here. And here for no I can reason. test that for Andy. Andy will not show up on a show or do a video or anything that is uh, not something that he's putting his money on or something that he likes. Uh, you know, it is yeah, no, the bosses on that sometimes too, for sure. It, it bugs me. So oh, yeah. I've, so last night I ended up chasing the steam and big, after I did my research, I was mad that I didn't have an under already. And the, the line had dropped down like two and a half points, but I did take the under. So that touchdown was kind of annoying. The one where they just stopped playing and just kind of let them run in. Like, no, run what are somewhere. we doing? What are we doing here, Juwan? So, but regardless, yeah, back to golf. We are uh, where the World Series was. It's been an exciting week down in Houston, and they're back. This was played in some other – this was played on a different course for years. Now it is kind of like right in downtown Houston. And this is unique for the swing season because it's not a garbage dumpster course that someone's going to shoot 25 under. Right. And it's not a garbage dumpster field. Like there is a bunch of top players here. It is a, it's not, it's not, you know, a U.S. Open or, you know, TPC Potomac. Like, oh my God, these guys are going to struggle. But it's a tough course. It's a tough enough course for the swing season. And it's, it's not long, long, but it's medium long. And it's going to play tough enough. So this might actually be interesting golf to watch. Yeah, I mean, you're better than, you know, for you to admit that you were close to Henley. I probably leak in my game, even though he, in anything I ran last week, he's definitely right up there. I just never gave him any consideration because I've been uh, the holder of Henley tickets on Sundays when the uh, Sundays collapse happened and, uh, you know, Saturday night you feel like you're, you're rolling and you're up you know, a handful of strokes and he's come back to the field. That's a live guy. He should go to live because he's built for 54 holes of golf, but uh, good to see him close and, you know, get enough of a lead. Cause he tried to, to give it back a little bit on Sunday for a bit, but then uh, no, he uh, in the field again though. And uh, you know, half the odds that he was last week, which is interesting. He does have some nice course history here. 
as you mentioned, this has been, you know, the Houston Open has been on tour for a while. It used to be the Shell Houston Open at a different course. That would be the week ahead of the Masters. And now it's a swing season event, though. Now that they moved to the Memorial, um, this course, it is, like you said, it's tough. Um, it does have some Masters Augusta feels to it. Yeah. Very limited bunker play. Uh, length is, is an issue here. You got to be long, I think. Again, we only have a couple of leaderboards here to go off of. There's been some guys at the top that aren't necessarily guys you, you would consider bombers, but because you know you can use driver off the tee without getting punished too much, you are going to be forced into a lot of long irons here. Having those be a little bit shorter is definitely advantageous. And then we have you know Bermuda grass, and we have a, a handful of you know Bermuda specialists here, and uh, you know around the green matters here too. Is you know Ron's work looking at his preview this morning with these shaved runoffs, these false fronts uh, and these like crown greens, it's really hard to hold the greens. They're bouncy and fast. And so I do think around the green stuff matters here too. So I have a very light card and just found one number that I thought was way off market. But as you mentioned, there is a, a nice top tier handful of guys that uh, we really like. And I'm interested to see how we talk through this, what you're valuing here. Do you think that length is something that we should you know, make a, you know, go out of our way to kind of profile here, or what are you kind of looking at? Yeah, like I said, it's it's harder when we haven't played a bunch of events here, you know, and we haven't, we don't have a, a big sample size of here's what's worked generally. Like, you know, if you look at the top 20 or just the, the distribution of winners, the distribution of guys who played well, here's what's played well, here's what's worked for certain players. So you've only played here a couple of years. Not a big sample size, but you can see what happens, like what occurs. And like you said, um, there's a big distribution of shots over 200 yards uh, for with your irons, like more so than I think maybe that's a good way to look at some of these things. It's like what happens way more often than an average, you know, tour course or way less often. You know, there's some it's like, well, hey, around the green here is non-existent because the greens are the size of Connecticut and like, there's just no runoff area. You know, I'm talking other courses, but there's, you know, there's certain places where it's like, Hey, this doesn't matter at all. Or this is never going to occur because if you miss this green, like it doesn't matter if you're really good around the green player, you suck so bad at your second shot and your irons that you're not going to be in contention. What's the point of even looking at it? So, and here, yeah, I think total driving probably going to be important. It's going to get going to just be important to be longish. It is a 7,400 yard course, but at the same time, you do have to line yourself up to score. It's going to be a bogey avoidance course. It's going to be a scrambling around the green. You know, I, I stopped myself when I was giving that example. I'm like, God, Dandy, what a, shit example because it's like <laughs> people are going to think you're talking about this week i'm not this week it is actually going to matter some scrambling some around the green some bogey avoidance you're going to need to get the you know get yourself in a position to score if you're you know if you're not finding that green on that second shot so there's some guys that are great about that and there's some guys that are really good off the tee and what stinks is you know most of these top players are good at both of them and I, i've just kind of been forced to avoid the top of the market i can't bet scheffler at six to one he had a great sunday he had a great week he, he was he just kind of dum-de-dum on top five whatever and you know sam burns great bermuda aaron weiss has been great tony fino has been great all the way back through the summer but 
I'm just, you know, between the four of them, I'm not interested in taking these prices under 20 to one. And that's it too, right? It's like, there's, it's a better field, but it's not a great field. And I do think that there is a tier at the top that, um, you know, you kind of have to make a decision on because, you know, are you going to get into a bunch of longer shots or the mid range, or should you, you know, go towards the top? And, you know, Scotty almost won here last year. Uh, you mentioned last week, I mean, there's you know, putter changes and some stuff that's been happening in the swing season and it looked pretty good last weekend as well. Obviously, as you mentioned, uh, you know, ho-hum top five as we've seen with Scotty, but yeah, you're looking at 550, six to one, which is really hard to do in any golf tournament to, to kind of lay that kind of uh, win equity at the top. Burns just behind him. There's some 14s on, on Sam. Sam's a guy I love to go to. We know we're on Bermuda. Sam has got two top sevens here. Top seven last time out as well. He's definitely playing some good golf and is comfortable here. Tony looked a little rusty last week, but again, towards Friday, you kind of got it going a little bit. And when you think about what matters here, he kind of jumps off the page uh, in a big way. And, you know, but you're still looking at 18s. 19 on Chris is probably the biggest number. Uh, you see an 18s on 365 and, and MGM. And then Aaron Wise, I'd love to not go back to Aaron Wise, but like I, you know, messaged you yesterday. I had him second in what I think matters here this week because he's with all those long irons, he's been terrific par four scoring. It is a weird course where there's all these, there's only a couple of par fives. Uh, they're really long and there's a bunch of par threes. Most of them are long. There's a couple of smaller ones too. The par four scoring, I think can matter here. Bogey avoidance. A lot of things that I think matter. Aaron Wise is really good at. So now we're just getting rich under 20 for me to continue to chase the, you know, the wise carrot and yeah. uh you know decky is one that i know you and i kind of feel the same about i think we just have had so many health question marks you know whether it's like he on a wednesday drops out of the pro-am or like there's a report on a back issue still like he's just really hard to to back right now until we get i guess a little bit more consistency from him health wise because that is kind of the top tier um i like a bunch yeah. of guys just have a hard time getting in that market I still don't understand how this guy has won tournaments too. When he he comes in, and I've been, he was at the three M when I was up there. I've seen him, you know, a few different. I've watched this at like, you know, you get, you get clips from people, and this isn't just like a one off thing. He goes into a week, and he goes out to the driving range on like Tuesday or Wednesday with like seven three irons, and like decides which one he's gonna. Eat. I I can't fathom. Like just switching clubs constantly like that. He's a he's a different kind of cat, and yeah, the injury concerns kind of have me worried. But I did go to that mid tier. I kind of avoided this whole top thing. I'm not going to be betting, you know, Henley at this price that he's at now. McNeely isn't somebody I've traditionally wanted to back in this sort of spot. Like you said, Matsuyama is injury concern. I backed Taylor Montgomery last week. The price this week kind of stinks. Jason Tay at 26. That's not something I'm going to do. And I mean, just that whole middle tier, there are a bunch of guys I like. And I like the I like the look you took. I did put a few in the Discord this morning. And somebody I backed earlier in the swing season, I've kind of avoided since. But I went back to the well on Emiliano Grillo, basically 50 to 1, kind of across the board. There wasn't a big difference in his price from book to book to book. I end up finding a 50-50 and even, you know, that one extra little bit, I, I will take always, take, I'll always take that little extra bit there. But Grillo, Grillo is, you know, like we talked about, good drives, good drives, gain, ball striking, 
all that stuff, he, he, you know, he's up pretty high there. He's a $9,100 guy on DraftKings. Like, he should probably be like 35, 40 to one here. This is more of a price play. He's never come through for me before. <laughs> I, I mean, that's happened with a lot of guys. I mean, I've, I've bet guys who've won their first tournaments. That's always fun. But uh, a big thing I did look at again, like I said, was longer uh, proximity for longer irons. And over the last, I think it was just last 50 rounds, over 200 yards proximity, he was first. That helped kind of bump him up, kind of helped me help me decide that he was good enough to go here. And he's just a really good greens and regulation guy. He's been okay on Bermuda. And I think the price is probably depressed because he had a couple shitty weeks in a row. It wasn't horrible, but CJ Cup, he wasn't great. And he wasn't great at Mayakoba. But, uh, you know, he's a guy since the John Deere. He's had four top fives. He's feel like he's going to pop, and it's going to be one of these events. I don't have him winning the goddamn Masters. But, uh, yeah, Grillo here. 50 to one back to the goddamn well. I'm with you. I think that that's probably a misprice in relation to the market. Like he probably should be 40 or, you know, 35 or so. So he does feel like, uh, like long at 50. Cause yeah, I'm looking at some stuff. If I mess around with like last 36 rounds or something like that, messing around with, uh, soon to be released tool that we have over at Betsports golf. Um, you know, Grillo is top four, uh, for me in the last 36 rounds. And, you know, whether it's, you mentioned the long irons, um, you know, good on par threes, par four scoring is great. Bogey avoidance is, is terrific. Just overall tee to green game, uh, eighth in this field. So yeah, everything that you want him to do middle of the pack from a driving distance standpoint, but like not short. So it's not like he's disqualified and, uh, you know, the around the green stuff can be, you know, hit or miss, but that's for a lot of these guys. So no problem with Grillo with that number for sure. There's a bunch of these guys in the middle and I, I, when I'm, feeling like this and of course we don't see a lot and I don't know I feel like building and just kind of picking one golfer archetype and going down that path is the way to go and I kind of want to lean on driving distance here because when I'm kind of reading some of the quotes from Ron's articles uh even the previous year's quotes uh last year's article as well like you just hear these guys the Matthew Wolves of the world just be like hey I can I feel really good about taking driver out on all these holes because yeah, it's Parkland style tree line, but the tree lines are not, this is not a tight tree line course and the rough can be kind of sticky. It can sit up a little bit. So like, there's just not a lot of penalties for these guys missing. There's there's areas. hardly any bunkers. I think there's Correct. like 15 bunkers in the whole thing. There's a little bit of water, but it's not super dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your only real danger here is finding a bad spot in the rough and, and even then, sometimes it's not going to be the worst. It's just going to be like spin and control out of the rough. It's going to be a little difficult. It's two and a half, three inch rough. Um, but yeah, like if you can hit the piss out of the ball, sometimes even that is mitigated. It's like, well, I'm hitting out of the rough, but I'm uh, pretty goddamn close to the green. I don't right. have to control it. I don't have to spin it as much. So I, I think, yeah, distance probably matters quite a bit here. I'd, I'd love total driving, but distance, I don't mind up waiting that. Yeah. So that's kind of how I landed on uh, on Taylor Pendrith at 60, uh, which is gone now. We're basically at 50s uh, is your best bet. DraftKings is a 50. MGM has a 50. Uh, yeah, just the, the guy who I know you've been on quite a bit too. The swing season hasn't been great. He's only played twice, but, you know, made the cut both times. Shriners and, and Fortinet. But, you know, obviously at the tail end of the season last year, we had, you know, a handful of, of top 20s uh, basically to, to end the year. So, 
like him quite a bit. And again, when distance matters, he's a guy that we should be looking at. Um, and at six, it just feels like a bad number for this guy who played pretty well at the President's Cup too. Again, I want to wait back to more long-term form. He's going to be looking better than you know short-term form, as I said. I just think it's a bad number for a guy that can bomb it and sometimes does have accuracy off the, two, the tee as well. He's not just a, a sprayer. There's some really good weeks, some of his best finishes. He's actually plus on accuracy that week as well. So if he puts it together from a total driving standpoint, I think he's going to be in the mix and 60 is just a bad number. Yeah, best I can find in the offshore world right now is about 48. So if he can find a 50, good for you on that. I don't hate that. He's somebody that just looking at what I waited this week, he's not very far out. I have him fairly high per usual. His form's been fine. Greens and regulation, irons, all that ball striking is up there. And then what I used for a course fit look this week, he's top 15 for me. So 60 is probably pretty long. That was a good grab by you. And the rest of mine are longer. I don't have a ton to say. It might be kind of a short show today. Um, the rest of my looks are longer, maybe in this range and longer. So yeah, we could fire off a bunch of dudes that I think are, are pretty interesting. Because there's a handful that I think could get my money. It could be just one of those sprinkle on a bunch of the, these, uh, you know, 50 plus guys and, and call it a day. Just hope the top of the board doesn't hit. That's kind of what I did. So I, I scraped in from Bavada. And it was a bunch of guys that were 50 to one there. And I said, any of these people that I can find better than 50 to one at a different book, I'll probably bet. And there's five or six guys. I ended up betting for uh, Alexander Norin, hmm. the Swede. Not someone I've backed a ton. Decent driver, not the most accurate, but he's good with the second shots. And his form is probably pushing him down here. He just hasn't had a good finish in quite a while. He was good in the spring. He had a nice finish at, uh, out in Phoenix. He played well at the Honda. He played well last year, well in the playoffs, and then I didn't do much in the swing season. This is more of just a course fit thing. Um, I have him high enough in a few spots where I'm going to use him. He's just a good scrambler, a decent guy off the tee, high in bogey avoidance, above average ball striker. Mm -hmm. This isn't a really pretty one. This isn't a super sexy name. I'm not actually that excited about this one. It was just a big enough number where I'm like, well, Alex Noren is somebody you can make a run at a course like this. Yes, yeah, second uh, at the Alfred Dunhill in uh, in Europe yeah. in October. So yeah, that's you know decent finish uh, of of late. Not a guy that I would profile for this course, but again, if he's it feels like a long number uh, with the guys he's around and if the ball striking is good. He's very much in play. So yeah, I, I've heard I, some, my, I've heard some people in the industry talk about him too. My last one is guy a guy who does not profile for this course, but there's give me give me a second on him. Another one I backed, Matthew Neesmith. This is a name that has been bandied around quite a bit this week, and he is one that again good drives gain, total driving, ball striking, all that stuff super high. Around the green isn't as good. His proximity from 200-plus wasn't as good as like a Grillo, but this was a pretty big number. He's somebody I'm fine backing here, and, yeah, he's he's also a decent enough driver. It's not, like, massive off the tee. This is more of a, hey, this guy's form is just stellar right now. He's had just a bunch of top tens here. He played well throughout the summer. He was another one, too, had some good finishes in the spring, and, like, He's a guy, but he's an Andy's guy. Like yeah, he's a guy I've met quite a bit. So, yep. I don't that know. Like, uh, sense. 
it's yeah, he's more of a course fit and just a big fat number here as well, getting sixty-eight fifty on him. And then here's what if you want driving distance, this ain't it. <laughs> Andrew Putnam. Oh, I don't know. Like you, you could pick this one apart too, but I was there last was, week. I mean, I, I, I form's good. The form is good. He's been playing good golf. Yeah, so he's he's shorter off the tee. So if someone is gonna win it who's shorter off the tee, hopefully it's Andrew Putnam. He is below average driving distance, really. I mean, you sh if you're below average in driving distance, you better be good at accuracy. He's good at accuracy. He's great yep. accuracy with his, uh, his his second shots, greens and regulations, just overall ball striking. And, yeah, the form is good. He did really well at the Zozo. He played well over the summer. He had some top 20s, some top 10s, um, top five at the St. Jude. He's another one, too, that, you know, just looking back at his year as a whole, he was right there with a hoagie for a bed at Pebble Beach. It's, I don't know, it's it's not a guy I'm, again, I'm super psyched about backing a ton this year, but the form was good enough. The number was huge, and hopefully driving doesn't matter as much because he <laughs> he's going to be hitting at 285 quite a bit. Yeah, hopefully he's got the, the uh, three irons and three woods dialed up this week. Um, I, I'm going to go Bombers Paradise and see if there's anyone here that – got close to you, uh, to your card on your numbers or anything like that. Cause there's a handful of guys that I think are, are very interesting. Uh, one's Keith Mitchell, which I'm, I'm thinking is maybe a guy, I know it's a guy that you're not afraid to go to, to killer yeah. Keith. Um, recent form hasn't been great, but, uh, and yeah, long-term, I think Keith Mitchell is, is probably better than, than some of these things are indicating here. Uh, Looks like there's 66s out there on MGM is probably the best number. It's otherwise it's there's you know 50s and 60s. Uh, Keith Mitchell is very interesting to me. Um, Wyndham Clark basically is just driver and putter anyway. Um, it's a little short to be honest, like 70 for Wyndham Clark. I'd kind of wish it was like 100 to be honest, but uh, that's the only time that I think if we want to look at Wyndham Clark is is when these things matter and uh, sometimes. If he could put together something uh, with the irons that week, it makes a little sense. If this is going to be like Augusta, then Cam Champ rolls into Augusta every year with no form and just T10s. And there's something to that, I think. Um, Cam Champ is out there at 100 in some spots. He is 65 on Fandle. So Fandle took some Cam Champ action, uh, but the 100 everywhere else, obviously, that's pretty much. Cam Champ's mo is is being able to to bomb it. Um, Dean Burmeister, we don't hear a lot of Dean. Spends a lot of time on the Euro Tour, but he's an absolute bomber. Seventy at Chris looks like the best number. Sixty six, sixty five on domestics uh, is interesting to me. And um, Trey Mullinex, uh another name that I say quite often here. One fifty for Trey. Um, that's probably going to get money for me again. Southeast course, we like Trey on Bermuda. Um, again, another guy that can absolutely mash it. I think he's actually better than these other guys that he's down here with from a skill set standpoint. So Molinex is, is very interesting to me. And the other one's Sepp Straka. Straka's not necessarily a, a bomber, but Straka's been playing very well up until last week. He's back here. We're on Bermuda. He basically, like in tough courses too. Remember when he won the Honda, which is a tough track at uh, PGA National. Strzok has been playing pretty good. Missed the cut here last year, 
but fourth and fifth the first two times that we were here on this track. So he's obviously faring pretty well. Again, we like him on Bermuda. So those are kind of some guys that I'm I'm eyeballing. Again, I could probably hit all of them, to be honest, because they're not going to cost me very much to get access to, to all of them for what I want to do. So uh, any of those guys that I mentioned come close to where you're at on your numbers? Maybe Burmester. Um, I, just a couple of the guys I have trouble with their second shots. For sure. Like just like Keith, yeah, Keith, Keith Mitchell, that's kind of what can hold him up. It's like, hey, this guy is hitting the piss out of the ball, and then he's, for some reason, finding uh, finding the bunkers around the greens yep. and not hitting the green. Like, greens and regulation percentage is tougher than the average course. This is this is going to be a tougher place to find the greens, to get close, to have birdie opportunities. And the guys that suck at that, they, if you know, unless they they play a little better than average than they're normally playing at that. They're just not going to compete here. That's probably where I have a problem with like a Keith Mitchell, but Burmester is Burmester is somebody I like quite a bit. And I looked at him a little out of everybody. He, he ranks out a little higher than anyone else you mentioned there. And his form has just been solid. Yeah. Molinex 18th in approach in the last 36 rounds. Like there's yeah. been some good golf in there. Um, so Again, 150 feels like a bad number for him. So that'd probably be my favorite of that bunch. But I I might just all these guys, to be honest, just lighter units just to, you know, again, just bleeding out uh outright units in the in the swing season, but we'll we'll catch up uh a little bit later. But you know, I think that that's probably like I said, when I feel like I there's a really clear top of the board that I don't want to dive into, I probably either look at maybe Burns or Scotty and then just kind of leave it alone. Or take a bunch of shots down the board, and and I just it might be more fun to take a bunch of shots down the board. So uh, yeah, maybe I just parlay go. parlay. Um, what's his face, Scotty, with like Georgia to win the title? <laughs> just fucking, I've I've done yeah. shit like that. I'm I have parlay. Uh, what was it? Uh, Rom down in Mexico, not Mayakoba, but the other Mexican one, and like yep. Puerto Vallarta. Um. He was like seven to one or something. I parlayed him with some baseball or something. Like that's the only way I can actually have fun with those. Like, God, he got to give me like 15, 20 to one on something like this. Or with like alt baseball lines. I'll do that once in a while. But yeah, I can't touch the top of this board unless it's some sort of live entry. So, yep, nothing but 50s and better for me with Grillo, Pendrith for you, Norin, Naismith, and Putnam for me. And then if I have anything else, I'll put it in the Discord. You can get access to that Discord again. And still just a dollar to the month because we're still in the garbage swing season. Good golf doesn't start until Tournament of Champions rolls around in January. A dollar a month over Betsports Golf. Full access to everything, including the new tool that God, Tech Team has promised here in a couple weeks. I mean, yep. I'm, we're testing. We're currently doing live testing on it. So pretty excited about being able to build some custom models on Betsports Golf and then save them. And use them later. That's going to be the best part about all of this. So um, you'll be able yeah. to see what Andy and I built for the week, and have access to what we've uh, weighted as important to be able to access what we have, and you know, pull coals in it. Uh, you know, make your own iterations based off of maybe the foundation that we built, and tinker and go from there. There'll be something that you'll have access to as well, which I, uh, we're pretty excited about. It's definitely unique in the space. Agreed. So for me and for Ryan and for everyone here at the Betsports Golf family. Enjoy the Houston Open. Enjoy the week. If you have anything, mash us on Twitter. It doesn't even say the right the the right Twitter the right Twitter handle for you under your name. Right right now. I, I gotta fix that. It's Ryan Noonan. 
That's a uh, Rye Noon is like that sounds like an off-brand seltzer. So <laughs> with that, we'll uh, I'll talk to some producers about fixing that. That's funny, but yeah, follow us on Twitter. Hit us up if you have anything you want to chat some golf, and we'll catch you next week.